Hello guys, this is RW Football. I'm Mo, that's Babs, and today we're going to be talking about Game Week 5 in the Premier League, and then we're going to go over the very shocking news, I think everyone knows it. Uh, Ironically enough, if you were in a Portuguese hoodie, I didn't even realize it. Uh, Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo getting uh, COVID, unfortunately, and we're going to be going over just something that, uh, this is more local, I don't know if this is going to be something that hits home for people um, completely, but we want to go over the new rules that came out in Massachusetts for high school soccer slash football, whatever works for you. Um, since we're in America, I'll just call it soccer. Uh, and how the absurdity of those rules. We'll do that at the end of the episode. But I think we're going to start out by just talking about game week five, uh, making some quick predictions. Nothing to analyze international weeks, so uh, pretty slow. No one likes these international weeks, man. And I'm I, not one to argue. I don't – not necessarily crazy about them. But – uh, game week five right here, guys. So current point tallies, I'm at 38. Babs is at 50. Let's get these predictions going. So I had uh, Everton versus Liverpool. I had that game ending one to two. It's at Everton. I have Liverpool winning this game, though. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool's at full strength. They're coming back off of that 7-2 loss. So yeah. I, just think, I just think they're just going to want to fucking prove a point. No, I agree. I I have this game ending pretty close, though. Any Merseyside Derby, it's typically a Goodison is not going to end up being like a blowout, in my opinion. If it's a Goodison, at least in the last couple of years, I'll say more recently, I guess, it probably won't end in a blowout. And especially with this Everton, Everton team right now, I think mentally they're pretty strong. They're pretty like there. So I think they're going to give Liverpool a really difficult time, to say the least. Uh, I think Liverpool probably nicks a late goal and beat a penalty or whatever it is. They're going to nick a late goal and they're going to win this game. Yeah, that's what I expect to happen. Uh, Chelsea Southampton. We both actually had this ending at three one. It's just a fair score. Yeah, I mean uh, Chelsea should win this game. Yeah, and uh, it's at Stamford Bridge. There's good reason to believe Chelsea probably comes back into this game. They're getting more and more healthy. This team's going to get more and more dangerous as the year go on, year goes uh, on. Vh might be playing in this game. Yes, might be playing too, yeah. I, and, you know, Southampton will come in. They'll come – they're they're pretty they, – they play some tough games against Chelsea. I give them that. Yeah. They're pretty tough. But I think Chelsea at home with the – um with you know, with all these guys coming back into the team, that team being much more healthy, the team gaining some new chemistry. They got a nice international break. I think this is all going to help them. And they're coming off a really good and commanding win against Crystal Palace. I actually expect this game to be uh, in Chelsea's favor completely. Um, this one we both actually had, uh, again, different score lines, but pretty much the same. We had City beating Arsenal. Um, yeah. My base is simple. Arsenal is horrendous away from home against the top six. Just horrendous. I I don't think they've had a win in the I, I, I heard a stat. It was like the last 27 games I, or something something insane. Yeah. I don't know if that's completely true, but they had they don't they're so bad let's just put it this way against uh top six teams away from home so i'm not i just don't see him beating city i mean it's, we just need a win like we want to come back we want to win games aguero was a chance of playing which we need but yeah i i think the need for a striker right now for city is it's just it's getting so blatantly obvious it's blaring they need a striker very badly uh starting these games and someone actually commanding the front line for them. Because when you're watching them in game, there's just not there's not presence. You don't know who's playing up top half the time. Yeah. Like I, it looks like they're rotating a lot of times. And then like, I don't know if Pep's trying to do something experimental, but like 
they just don't have anyone commanding a front line. And I don't know, that just that that worries me, you know, watching any team. So but I think they'll come good in this game against Arsenal. That's what I would expect. Yeah. Uh, me and you have differing opinions here. Um, I actually have Newcastle beating Manchester United at two one. You had them uh, losing one to two. I think they're going to win. Uh, United doesn't have Cavani or Martial. Martial for three games. Uh, Bruno might have to quarantine. I'm pretty sure he has to quarantine, so he misses this game too. Um, United look like they're in just an utter. They look like an utter mess. The defense looks like a mess. Uh, Ollie, Ollie right now is probably at the worst point of his. Arguably, I don't know if he is actually, but he's arguably at the worst point of his uh, management career at United. I like Newcastle's chances. We're, we're mostly healthy in this game. St. Maxim's coming off in brand new, fresh contract, six-year extension. Uh, by the way, I just have to make make that clear. Um, the team looks like they're in good uh, good endeavors, just coming off that win against Burnley. So I'm feeling good about this. We're at home. I like our chances. I mean, I could see it going either way. It's just United. They just get lucky. They do. They can get lucky. I just they don't look good right now. They don't look cohesive. I could also see United coming to this game. Coming off a nice international break, coming off a week off, saying, you know what? We're going to come into this and we're going to fuck Newcastle up. We're going to come in and we're just going to beat the shit out of them. We're going to come into this game and we're just going to go in with a whole new mentality, a whole new prospect. I just don't see it happening because I think Newcastle at home is just a little bit. If it was away, if it was at Old Trafford, you, I think I'd actually have a serious, there's a serious cohesive argument, a collective argument. I'd say, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I think Manchester definitely wins. But it's a Newcastle. This is a 50-50 game, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Um, if Newcastle lines up defensive, if Man United struggles to get forward, and they've struggled, by the way, just finishing the final third and getting anything going in the final third very badly. If that's the case the whole day, Newcastle makes it frustrating. They're going to have Alan St. Maximin coming off the wing. You're going to have uh, Almiron possibly playing in this game. I think Ryan Fraser is who I expect to start this game. We have Callum Wilson coming in at full strength. I I like I like our prospects. I've never felt this good with, you know, and their chance of beating a top 16. No Martial, no Cavani, and I don't believe any Bruno, no Bruno Fernandez. I like our chances. Um, regardless, though, Fulham, Sheffield United. Um, I had Fulham losing this game 1-2. to two. You had uh, Fulham winning 2-0. Explain your reasoning. I mean, Fulham know how to score. Like you were saying, they have a shitty defense. Yeah. So, like, they might not get the clean sheet, but, I mean – Sheffield scored one goal all year. Yeah. Fulham, Fulham has, a, I think, a real natural goal scorer in Mitrovic. And I maybe I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting the goal for them. But I, I think Sheffield United, you know, he got in a week off. I think Wilder's gotten a chance to just figure some things out, figure out the kinks. And you know what? I think this is the perfect chance to come off and get a win this year and get your season going. I think it's the most brilliant chance you're going to get. As Chris, for Chris Wilder and uh, Sheffield United, it might not be a pretty win. It could end up being oh, – I think it's going to end up being one a one-goal win. But Fulham's defense is so leaky that there's no I, – I can see it. There's, like, there's no way I think Sheffield gets you know a blank, a, a goose egg on the scoreboard. I think Sheffield should expect to score. I think Sheffield should come into this game, try to play more progressive, and I think they can win this game. Let's see it. It could go either way, though. Again, Fulham, you know, strong attack. Not strong, but good attack, I'd say. A real goal scorer. They're, you know, they're threatening in, in, in goals. So, I wouldn't – I couldn't – you know, I could see it going either way. But I like Wilder's chances. Yeah. Um, Palace Brighton. So, we actually had opposing opinions on this. 
I had Brighton winning 2-1. You had Palace winning um, 2-1. Explain your reasoning. I mean, I just think Zaha is just better. I feel like Zaha is just going to know how to play against Brighton. He's just going to know what to do. And he's, I could see him bagging both of these goals. I, what scares me about Brighton is I think they're leaking on defense, but I also think when they can get going, they get going. Yeah. What scares me about Palace is they look, once they get in bad form, a bad run of form, they stay in a bad run of form. And you could say the same about Brighton, but Palace especially. Palace, once they're in bad form, they stay in bad form. Palace have given up eight goals over the last two games. Um, they don't look like they're they don't look like they're up to it on defense. I think that small brink of hype they had, that small little like dash of hype was there just initially because they were coming off these good wins, but they they kind of got, you know, they kind of got a big fuck you by Chelsea and Everton. Brighton looked like a better team going forward. I like Brighton's chances. I mean, you know, and this could end up being a draw. This could end up being a palace win. I I just like Brighton's chances. Brighton Brighton, when I'm watching it too, right? Let's just put it this way. I think Brighton's football is much better. I think yeah. the quality is much better. They actually look like they have a real game plan. There's look like there's a lot more tactics enthused into the team. Versus Palace, when I'm watching them, they just look more like um, they're playing Brexit ball. They're playing defensive, traditional 4-4-2. And again, it's pray and hope that Zaha scores goals. It doesn't look like it's like a real change for Palace. I like Brighton's chances uh, in a narrow win. But it, again, it could it could go either way. Yeah. Uh, this one, we actually had both the same thing, different scoreline, but both about, about the same. Uh, two blowouts. Um, we both had Spurs blowing out West Ham. I just had a 4-1. You had 3-1. Um, I said it last week. I said Spurs look like a team that could seriously contend for the title. I know that's a little bit weird and shocking to say, but the depth they have, the attacking crew they have is crazy. They look good on defense. They look super organized. They have tons of options in the midfield. A regular on fit right into the team. Uh, Son and Son and Kane are in the best form of their lives. I mean, they they look good. West Ham's a team that's leaky on defense, frankly. And I I don't know. Moyes is coming back to man coach them again, so I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, Spurs is just clearly the better team here. They should win this game. Yeah. You know, West Ham could pull it off. They pull it off against Wolves. They pull it off against Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Spurs at home, though. Spurs at home. I, I, I like their chances. I know that you know they were at home against Newcastle for God's sake, and they, you know didn't win that. But they're at home against against West Ham. This is a game naturally that you think, okay, you're you're Spurs. You're much better. You're in good form. You're scoring a lot of goals. You should beat this team. So that's my my basis. I think. Uh, Pretty easy understanding of that. Leicester and Villa, we actually both have the same scoreline here, 2-1. I think Leicester at home is about be a good game. Say that again? It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, I think so too, especially with the form Villa's uh, in right now. But Leicester's at home. Leicester's playing good. I also just don't see Villa getting four straight wins to start the year. That's not because of my hatred of Villa before anyone points that out. I just don't see it happening. It's just a very unlikely scenario. But and it could happen. Yeah. Um, from Burnley, uh, we actually had very different opinions. So you had a draw. I actually had a three-one win to West Brom. I think West Brom's at home. And when I'm watching the two teams, I've watched a good amount. Burnley don't look like an attacking threat on any level whatsoever. 
even with last week against Newcastle with Wooden Barnes starting up top, they don't look like an attacking threat still. They still don't look like they're threatening whatsoever going forward. And even when they were, they couldn't do anything defensively. They were horrible defensively. They got mismatched quickly. And let's face it, West Brom got some pacey players. I think they can beat them out with those pacey players. I think Dean Ghana, I think uh, Pereira, Callum Robinson, they got some really decent players, you know, really quick players. I could see West Brom breaking one in a couple times. I, I could see him bringing a couple goals in, actually. Maybe maybe 2-1, maybe 3-1, either way. I could change that to 2-1. I think I'll keep it at 3-1. Um, I don't know. They just look like a more – they don't – They don't. neither of them look good. And they look leaky on defense. I think West Brom looks very leaky on defense. But um, between the two, West Brom just look like a better score, you know, scoring threat. And I think, again, I think Pace is just going to beat out Burnley again. Newcastle, that was Burnley's problem is they don't have pace. That was kind of the case against Newcastle. Is like Newcastle just a lot more pace here when you're watching and you're like, oh shit, you got Sam Paxton here. Yeah, ran through the whole middle of the field. Yeah, you had Joe Linton there. I mean, a lot more pace on Newcastle. Uh, Jamal Lewis just flanking down the left back. Um, Frazier. Yeah, dude, they looked really good. They look much. They're just a pace your team. I think that's going to help them. Um, in this case, though, yeah, I think it's going to hurt Burnley again. I think West Brom will probably set up in a five back again, and they're probably just going to play on the counter. Well, they're going to both play on the counter, but I think if we're, that's the case, and I'm, I bet on, I'm going to bet on West Brom, especially at home. Yeah, but, I mean, I could definitely see the result. I just see it as a lackluster game, so I think it's going to be. It could a be a last. Yeah, it could be a lackluster game, but I feel like it's so predictable that I want. I want to go. I want to go ahead and give West Brom the credit. I think West Brom. Will, West Brom have the ability, I think, this year to stay up. They do. I don't think they're going to stay up. I think they have the ability to, though. I yeah. think they have some quick, um, like, fun players all, all over their team, exciting players, dynamic players. But um, for them, West Brom's biggest issue is going to end up being, can they stay organized every game? That's what I think is going to matter the most. If they can stay organized. They got some really decent players kind of going, sort of, kind of going forward. They got some prem experience, be it Bartley, Livermore, um, Gibbs, whoever it is. I, I could see him pulling something. So, um, you know, maybe they can stay up. I don't know. It'd have to be a lot of luck, though. Yeah. And we'll top it off right here. Uh, Leeds, Wolves, we actually both have draws here. Uh, you explain the reasoning first. I mean, just like I was just looking at it, I don't know. I might want to change my score. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll change it right now. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna flip a coin. Flip a coin. Just because, like, I don't know, because it could so easily be a draw because they're just good teams, but it's heads. All right, 3-2 leads. 3-2 leads. Yeah. How about this? And I'll do this one for you if you want. Um, I'm going to bet on Wolves instead of making a draw. And uh, winner will get a bonus point. So uh, whatever it is. If you got uh, we got the exact score right, we get four. If we got the game, the the win right, whoever was the winner, they get three. Want to do that? I mean, I'm just afraid for Wolves because we were talking about it. What's going to happen with the whole like Portugal Corona stuff? We could see. I'm going to actually bet on Wolves winning this game one to two. Why not? Um, and my basis for it is this. Uh, put it this way: Leeds. Leeds are leaky on defense. They don't. Yeah. Have, they don't. They don't look good on defense. Oof. That's my biggest. That's 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 the, for starters. They don't look great on defensively. I also think Leeds get punished if they go forward too much in this game. Yeah. Wolverhampton is a team that's tricky to play against. Wolverhampton's not a team that's 
ball dominant in the way that Man City is, Leicester is, Liverpool is, and they can just dominate on the ball and run the game over. Wolverhampton is able to score best and play best when they're playing teams and they can play on the counter, when they have fluid and very quick goals. Notice most of their goals are very quick. They're not long, drawn-out possessions. They're just super fast, super draw, uh, not drawn out whatsoever, and they end up scoring nonetheless. So I could see them doing that a couple times against Leeds and actually winning this game. I also think Wolves is a more, much more experienced team. And I think that three back is going to keep them extremely solidified in the back versus what everyone else has been doing with a four. I think that three, those having those three center halves is going to keep them really solidified. So I like Wolves' chances, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll take Wolves. Why not? Another thing with Leeds, I mean, it could bite me just because, look, I, I have them winning, is Liam Cooper is out for two weeks. Go figure. And Diego Lorente is out for three. Lorente never got going, right? He hasn't played yet. No. No? But that's yeah. two center backs. That's a starting center back and a backup. That's a problem, man. That's a problem. As I'm saying, I actually – Their other starting center back is Robert Koch and yeah. – He's new to the team. Yeah, I'm glad you changed yours. I'm I'm more than satisfied going with Wolverhampton. Even the Wolves didn't look good this year, man. That's the truth. I mean, and the other thing you have to think about, which kind of like changed my mind, is Wolves is coming off of a four nothing loss to West Ham. Sure. And Leeds is coming off of getting points on City. Sure. Wolves last year was also, I think it's worth noting, they had one of the worst starts of the year. For all the Premier League teams out there, they were the worst. They literally started out maybe the worst or one of the worst teams. Um, not the worst. Watford started out the worst, but they started out in the bottom. Watford. Um, and Wolves ended up picking it up so hard that uh, loss-wise, I believe they had the second or third least amount of losses in the league. Um, I, I, I most regard that they got a week off. I like Wolves' chances, especially in a narrow situation. Um, we'll get to this article in a second. I think we'll just uh, remove this screen real quick. We'll just talk about the obvious. Uh, so Cristiano Ronaldo, yes, he did get coronavirus. Um, this has had a serious impact, not just on – so Ronaldo will be fine. Let's just state that out. Yeah. For anyone who's like really worried about Cristiano. He's got zero symptoms, and he is probably in yeah. the best shape out of probably most people in this world yeah he's got like top 0.01 percent in terms of people in shape so he's yeah this is not like so yeah no let's just state the obvious ronaldo's life is not in danger for anyone concerned out there who's watching or listening to this um ronaldo cristiano ronaldo's life is not in danger at all <laughs> not at all he just has to miss two weeks of football that's pretty much it <laughs> but the impact it's having is uh, players i almost said wolves players that's how that's how like intertwined portugal and wolves are um, the impact it's having, though, is Portuguese players may miss games. I know Bruno Fernandes has a very good chance of not playing. That's a fucking problem. That's a massive, massive, massive problem. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the biggest issue. Is he playing right now for Portugal? I don't know. I heard he might not be allowed to play for United. I know Jota's playing, so Jota's – chill for Liverpool fans. Well, I don't know. No, well, see, I don't know if that, I don't know if he is because the rules might change for Premier League games. I'm not, I'm not sure. I was reading though, Bruno, and I hope Bruno doesn't play. I hope they force Bruno to fucking quarantine or something because that means he doesn't have to play against Newcastle. That's a good thing for me, obviously. But I, that's my hope. But that's supposedly what might happen is 
these guys might all be in trouble for games and they might not play. Um, Uh, Do you know what the impact might be? I don't know because Bruno is playing right now. He is. Bruno's playing. Rui's playing. Ruben's playing. Um, Guerrero, Cancelo, Jamutinho. The rules might not be. They're different for international. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's literally everybody that was with Ronaldo is playing apart from Ronaldo. And I mean, if there was a chance that they wouldn't play. See, this is the article right here, okay? Uh, Bruno Fernandes might miss next four games due to UK quarantine regulations. UK, that's what I'm trying to say. It's, it does nothing to do with the international stuff. The yeah. UK and um, the, what they're saying with the UK stuff. So, and it's funny, man. Ronaldo actually captained Portugal and played the entire 90 and then tested for COVID. Yep. So that's just that just proves to you he had like really no symptoms. This is just the ultimate asymptomatic case. But Amaviga had to wash his jersey. Did he? Yeah. Sad. He was forced to wash it. Um, the same rule will prevent Cavani. This is what's preventing Cavani from making his debut for Manchester United because he hasn't completed 14 days of self-isolation arriving from Paris. That's the issue. Um, worst case scenario is that despite returning a negative test, Fernandez will have to quarantine for two weeks. In that case, United's number 18 will miss games against Newcastle, Paris Saint-Germain, Chelsea, and RB Leipzig. That is a fucking problem, man. That is a problem. And he got a negative test. Let's just state that out there for anyone. Bruno Fernandes isn't at, like, risk. He doesn't actually have the virus. Negative test apart from Ronaldo. Yeah, which is really interesting. But I don't know. I That article is what I want to read. But, yeah, I don't know. I I wonder what happens in that situation. I mean, how it affects Manchester United. I mean, dude, again, I hope he doesn't play. (laughs) I I can't. I'm being adamant. I hope he doesn't play. I don't want to see him playing whatsoever, not even a little bit, because let's be honest, man, I'm much better off not having to deal with Bruno Fernandes for the sake of that game. I mean, the biggest thing that's becoming a problem is Ronaldo might be out for the Barca game. No. Because I think it's 12 days. And he's not going to have any symptoms. That's the worst. He's not at risk, but it's like you can – it's contagious. You can give it to someone. So, Well, I think the rules is like you have to like quarantine. Well, you have to like – it's 10 in like whatever rule I was reading. I yeah. think Champions League is Serie A. It's 10. It, no, it's Italy's rules is 10. You have to like – Yeah, so I guess it's going to depend on rules. So was that game – is that game against Barca in Italy or is it going to be in Spain? It's in Italy, I'm pretty sure. So maybe he has a chance. He has a chance because 12 days away. and But if he has the virus in his system, then he probably shouldn't play. Because then he's, at that point, he's extremely. No, at the, after the 10 days, he gets tested. That's what I'm saying. But if he has the virus and. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. Never mind. So obviously, right. he's going to take a rapid test. If it comes back negative, he can play. All right. Either way, uh, it wasn't much there to talk about, I think. Well, but I have one more. It, it was like the biggest thing that was going on. We'll continue. What were you going to say? See, but it's not because he fucking gave it to Weston McKenney. Did he? Yeah, McKenney has COVID. The American Juventus has COVID. McKenney has COVID? Yep. Do you think that? No, well, he'll be fine too. But do you think that whole Juventus team has COVID now? I don't know. 
That's scary to think about. I think there's a chance that entire Juventus team, not the entire, of course, but like a good amount of it could have COVID. That's yeah. bad, man. That that's a bad, bad situation right there. And that's no the only one who's come out. Because I know in the NFL, for people who watch the NFL at all, um, National Football League in America, the Tennessee Titans, dude, it's been running through their team like crazy. And they got to play. Yeah, it's been running through player by player by player. None of them are dying. None of them are getting sick, really. It's just to get in the virus, though. Yeah. Asymptomatic. But, uh, hey, they're still undefeated. That's a scary situation. Yeah. Either way, let's actually uh, continue the conversation about COVID. Ironically enough, we're going to continue talking about this. Yeah, this is a little bit of a different episode just because, again, International Week. Yeah. Um, there's not that many Prem games going on. Um, no transfer-wise, too, it's kind of dead. I guess the only transfer of notoriety that I've heard about possibly being a thing. So I've heard two rumors. One of them is the only thing that could actually genuinely happen. So I've heard two. One of them is going to – the other one's going to – the first thing uh, – the second one might excite you guys more American-wise. Um, the first thing is Saeed Benarama, yep. um, and I he was linked to West Ham. It looked almost done, and now it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And now he might be going to Crystal Palace. That's intriguing. Do you think Palace splashes $25 million on him, though? That Palace are a stingy club. I could see him doing it. They're stingy, man. They're stingy. I could see them trying to get, like, 20 just trying to make it sh- like cheaper. I if you're Brentford, right? If you're Brentford, if I I heard Ben Rama had like a fallout with the club, right? Yeah, with Brentford. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I mean, but I heard right. So I read I read something that said he had a, a fallout with Brentford, and that's what led to him not going to West Ham. Something stupid. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Doesn't sound right. And then him having a fallout leads him to get a transfer. But you know, if you're Brentford, if you can get 25 million, get the fucking 25 million for him. Like, I just don't yeah. see the issue, dude. You're in the championship. That's a good fee. Good I fee. mean, if they can only get the 20, take the 20. They can come up without him too. This happens all the time, guys. All right, in the championship, teams typically sell their players, their top players, and they still end up coming back up. Norwich did this a couple yeah. years ago. Is it Norwich sell? Who was it? I think Norwich in first round. Norwich in first. There was a couple of years ago, Norwich sold a couple players. They sold a star player, and they ended up coming up the next year after. I'm blanking super hard on the player, though. I can't. I can't remember the player. This is this has kind of been a thing that's been happening. Like, I don't know. You can like, there's. It's not like it's over for Brentford, by the way. They are not in first. What is what is it actually for the championship? Um. Uh, well, Norwich is in 17. How many games did they play though? Four. Okay, it's only been four games. What's the top six? Let's just go with that. Okay. So it's Bristol. Is it Bristol City? Yeah. Bristol City. They're undefeated. Okay. I mean, they've conceded two and scored eight. Bristol City actually has – and, guys, they, they mind you, they actually have a good chance of coming up. They're one of the teams I was heard, I heard about that were getting hyped up a lot. Um, Reading is in second, also undefeated. Okay. Um, Bournemouth is third. They have – Three wins and one draw. Bournemouth. I'll make a quick comment too. They were getting called out a lot, man. A lot of people said they're gonna like they're gonna go right down. They're gonna go all the way down the fourth league. They're gonna have so many issues. Bournemouth kept a lot of their team together, like yeah. a lot of it, dude. I mean, yeah, they did sell star players, but they're still gonna come up. I think King might get sold. Suppose I think King will probably get sold on deadline day, but on the domestic deadline day. But I think everyone else, right? Like they're gonna be able to keep 
both the cooks, Sergio Rico, uh, not Larry Sergio Larry. Rico, not I mean, Diego Rico, I believe. Diego Rico. Rico. Uh, who's that Dutch winger? The Dutch winger. Um, His name is so hard to say. I can't always remember. They're going to keep Lloyd Kelly, Mifam, um, Adam um, Adam Smith. Like They're going to be able to keep a good core, uh, Lerma. They're going to keep a good core of the team together, man. And that right there, it's probably one of the best teams. And Solanke, it's probably one of the better teams in the championship. Right, David Brooks. David Brooks is still there. I could see him getting sold, to be honest. But um, we'll, we'll continue. Who was four, five, and six? Uh, Swansea. Okay. They haven't lost yet. They have a draw. Lutton Town is in okay. the third with one loss, three wins. And then Black – is it Blackburn? Blackburn's at six? Blackburn's in six. They're two, one, and one. Wow. It's only, again, it's only been four games, though. I it's a goal difference. Like, Watford is the same, but Watford's goal scored is probably lower. It's two to one. Oh. They scored two goals in four games. Watford? Yeah. While conceding one goal? Yeah. This is some shit football. results, bro? That is some really uh, shit football. nothing. They tied Sheffield 0-0. They beat Lutton 1-0. Yeah. Where's the other result? They beat Burrow 1-0. Interesting. That's awesome. Right. But Blackburns is 11-3. to They must have demolished it. Yeah, they beat uh, Wickham 5-0 and Derby 4-0. All right. That's what they We're going to transition the topic, guys. We're going to go right into um, – this is more local, so if anyone from – Massachusetts, this is where we're from, we're from Massachusetts. Massachusetts, um, you know about this. We actually have, so we'll just give you some uh, context. We actually had a lot of COVID cases in this state. Yeah. One of the states that did, in, in the United States, in the United States, we're one of the states that didn't, um, we had some issues to say the least. Um, we're coming back fine though. Looks like the state's going to be good. Cases will slow down really hard. But so high school soccer, football, whatever you prefer, we're going to call it soccer for the sake of this, like I already said earlier. Yeah. It's, it's insane. So they pretty much canceled most sports altogether. This is one of the only sports they've kept, at least for the fall. Yeah. I'm going to give you guys some of the rules and regulations and just listen to listen out to how absurd, absurd and insane some of these are. By the way, they've been ruled, and um, I could show you, I'll, I'll list the article up on my screen. Um, it's from Boston.com. It's crazy. Mass high school soccer rules are some of the most unusual in the country. If not, I think it is the almost unusual, I would say, but just insanity. So let's just start this out, all right? So for starters, you have to wear a mask in the game. That's uh, that's a blatantly, blatantly obvious thing for, for starters. That was, there was no chance that wasn't going to happen. So you have to wear a mask in game. Um, and I have a lot of bullet points. These are crazy. Um, you are not, nobody at all, nobody there, period, is allowed to touch the ball with their hands, meaning there's no throw-ins, there's no corners because you have to set the ball up for a corner. I don't well, even know if that's free. Huh? There is corners. You just can't touch it. You can't head the ball either. Yeah. A corner is an indirect kick. That's not a real corner, then. That's not a corner, for God's sake. Well. I don't consider that a corner. Then that's not a corner. Either, corner. Either way, there's no physical contact at all. Nope. Uh, 
I don't believe you can get in six feet range with anyone. Um, you can, except when, obviously, like say the like ha- if the ball's dead, you can't. But if it's in play, you can't. Okay. Uh, there's no slide tackles at all. There's no tackles at all. Period. Um, that's too much contact. There's no headers. Period. Because again, the ball touches the skin. There's no throw-ins because you have to touch the ball. Uh, six feet distance between players is required when play is restarted. There's no walls for free kicks. There's no close marking on free kicks either. Mm-hmm. There's such a there's such a thing called COVID fouls. I mean, you could get a yellow card. This is the most insane card you can get. If you get in between just six in the six feet distance between a referee, even 5.5 feet, let's just say. That's an automatic red, automatic ejection. Automatic, no question, not even discussion. It's insanity. Um, you wouldn't have had a career. I would not have a career, no. I, I couldn't play. I couldn't play in this, and I'll explain why. My uh, play style is very physical, very much a lot of contact. Getting in the rest phase. Very aggressive. I win the ball in the air a lot. So this is almost I couldn't almost do any of this. Like I don't even, I don't know how anyone can know. This is pretty awful. I I was kind of the same. I wasn't the biggest fans of referees, but <laughs> uh COVID not COVID. Uh games are divided now into quarters. So each half has a quarter. I think that makes some sense though, because the mask, so they probably get tired. So I guess that makes sense. I actually won't knock that. Um there's no post-game handshake, obviously. Um, you have to play the mask. I already said that. Goalies cannot throw the ball, and they cannot punt a ball or kick a ball, whatever way you want to say it, across the midfield line. Because if it's in the well, so if it's in the air, you can't do that because that would require someone to have to touch the ball at all. Yeah. With possibly their head. So, um, and like I said about the referee rule, you cannot get in between six feet. So let's just try to like visualize how a game of this would go. Wait, let, let me grab the whiteboard just so. Yeah, let's try to visualize. Well, they're not going to be able to see it. You know, most, because most of them don't watch it on YouTube. Most, you know, other other platforms. Um, let's try to just visualize this in essence. So I think. I think what would happen, right, is players would have to keep a distance up between each other of a couple of feet because you couldn't touch them. So you, you, you're you kind of forced to keep a six-feet distance. Yeah. And the only way to win the ball back is by, like, a bad pass. It's a bad pass and just, like, you have to, like, um, what's the word? Stab for the ball. Pretty much. Because you can't get close to them, so you have to stab. You have to lunge. Pretty. Well, you can't stab at the ball because you can't tackle. Well, stabbing's not tackling. You're just stabbing. You, you can't poke the ball out of someone's feet at all. Is that then that's that's considered stab. because you might you might you might get in contact with them. You can't at all. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't that's that's a tackle. I thought you could stab. No, no, that that's a tackle. You can't do that. That's not allowed either. So you have to keep a distance and just hope that they make a bad pass pretty much or just turn the ball over in some way. That's pretty much it. There's no other way. 
This is the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. And let me just be honest, guys. I, I we don't need to make this a political discussion whatsoever about masks and, and COVID, but like, is this is this like okay? Ask yourself that. Is this okay? This is kind of how it sets up. Sort of, yeah. Like a bunch of yeah, that doesn't even like honestly ask the question, is this okay? No, it's 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 not a sport. It's not soccer. It's not a sport, right? Like this, it's. I get the idea of like you're gonna make him wear a mask, even though I think that's yeah, that's insanity. I think it's insanity in, in soccer. I think it's. I was playing two man touch football the other day, and I wore a mask half the time. I'd have to pull it down, pull it off because I just get tired from plays. Yeah, I need to run, and I just you know, it, it would it would get so ridiculous. I'm trying to envision a way you can constantly go up and down the field, and you know what? I guess if you're playing this this style of football, you might as well just play super attacking. Yeah, you might you as well play defensive at all. You just got to attack the whole. You game. might as well just line up three defenders across the back and just run a bunch, uh, two midfielders, and just have a bunch of attackers up there. And that's it. What else can you do? I mean, I, really, what play, else? Can you possibly play, defenders. play two. What else can you possibly do? I mean, there's nothing yeah. else. You the only you can't actually win the ball back. You don't even need midfielders in essence because midfielders aren't going to win the ball back or be engines or really control midfield. Because there's no way of controlling the midfield. There's nothing you can do. It's insanity. All in the name of safety, too. Which, like, you know what? In the end, right? This doesn't do anything. It's not prevent. It's it's preventative, like, in a sense. Like, okay, you can prevent a case, maybe, some cases. But, like, in the long run, right? If you're playing soccer, if you're playing with people, and you're playing a sport, and you're outside, and you're breathing constantly and heavily, you're going to end. It's going to spread probably either way. You know what I'm saying? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I don't totally understand where they're going with this. Obviously, I don't know how other teams – so, the team of, like, the town that we live in. Yeah. Their play style, because when we played – well, you played your senior year. I played my whole high school career. Yeah. Our way of, like, our play style, of what we did, we used a lot of lob through balls. What are they gonna do? All the yeah, the, ball, yeah the ball was always in the air. I mean, I don't yeah. even know what you do. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. There was more rules. I was just some of them, but like yeah. I was a defender. I was me and my defensive partner. Um, we were just really physical, always yeah. laying a body on someone. Same with you. You came back just, just always on on someone's ass. And then me and uh, I'll just his name. We call him Roy. Me and Roy, we would just boot the ball up the field. Ready, ready. This is so. This is someone who got interviewed. Uh, she goes, "It's crazy." Uh, said, "I think her name is Francesca Yenchuk. I'm sorry if I butchered that. A senior forward for the girls' team at Bishop Feehan High School in Attleboro, Massachusetts, who had to unlearn some of the skills that helped her secure a scholarship to play at Villanova next year. I might go for a header, and I'll go. Wait, I can't do that," she said. You have to take a step back and reset your mind. This is not a sport. <laughs> I, I, you know, and it's not just people playing who are complaining. It's people like within the organizations and within MIAA, Massachusetts Interscholastic, Interscholastic Athletic Association, who oversees sports uh, or high school sports in the state. It's a bunch of people complaining. I just, you know, coaches are complaining. I don't even know. I guess if you're a coach, though, yeah, it makes you think. Like, what you like, you get to draw out completely new game plans. Like some of the most random, unforeseen bullshit 
ever. Like you could literally, I, I would line up a team, right? Either super defensive or super attacking. One of the I two. That's it. You have to score goals because you can't defend. You could go. I guess you could go super defensive, right? And like just make sure like long shots don't get shot at. You don't get a bunch of shots at you. You just block. You have people blocking shots. You can still block shots. Yeah. I think, hopefully. Yeah, you block shots. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they're nothing on that. Crazy. You got to block shots the whole time. And I get. I guess that's your best bet if you want to go super defensive and then just have like some speedster swing the ball down to some speedster down the flank yeah. and for something. I mean, I I don't know what the fuck this is. I mean, I don't know. And I, I thought it was just worth talking about because, you know, it's a sport. I know it's not European at all. And the thing like, that sucks, oh. I'm sorry to cut you off, but the thing that sucks is this is ruining like people's chances in college. Like that yeah, girl. That's going to She's going to go to Villanova next year. She's going to see the header come, and she's like, oh, shit, I can't do that. And well, then she get, like, I'm not worried about her. Right? I'm worried about the people who, like, actually are in line, who are, like, working for a scholarship, whether it be, like, lower yeah. D2. and Well, she's going to Nova, so she's clearly talented. But yeah, I'm talking about the people going to D2 and D3 teams. Like, these people have got fucking screwed because what are they supposed to do? Like, this isn't – you're not going to get scouted for this. Who scouts this? This isn't real sport. This is not a real sport. They're not scouting anyone. So I feel bad for those kids because your chances of getting a scholarship, your chance of playing um, the next level in college or amateur or whatever you want to do, senior pro, it's ruined. It's spoiled. Yeah, the thing that sucks is your senior year is like your year to shine. You have to. Because it's the year before. Damn shame. Yeah. But, yeah, guys, uh, I think we're going to leave it at that. Um, it, this is a, a lot, um, a lot like, smaller, this episode. I want to keep this one shorter because the last one I know extended a lot longer. Yeah. Um, the last couple have, honestly. But this one we're just going to keep a little bit short because I don't think there's uh, – weirdly – because, again, International Week, domestic transfer deadline actually is in a couple of days, I believe. That will be on the next episode. Yeah. We might do even a little special for the domestic uh, transfers. Um, we could – but that probably leaves it right there. So thank you so much, guys. Like, share, subscribe, all the good stuff. Um, and I keep saying it. We, we definitely want to create um, some, some social media accounts so this, you know, we can put ourselves out there more and try to interact with our fans or anyone watching um, at all, our audience. So regardless, thank you so much, guys, and um, have a good one. Thank you.